Welcome to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Ann Duffy. Dental Entrepreneur Women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. Hi, everybody. It's Ann Duffy, and welcome to the Just Do It podcast. I am so happy that you're here with me today, and I'm very happy to have a new dear friend with me, Stephanie Goddard. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Anne. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. <laughs> I'm like super excited too. We just talked about 15 minutes before we press record. We said, we, <laughs> you know, some of that yummy stuff might flow into this conversation we had that we're recording here. But before I get started, I want to tell everybody a little bit about you, which you've impressed me since day one. Stephanie Goddard is an executive leader with a multidisciplinary experience in organizational development, business strategy, change management, customer experience, and digital transformation. In 2022, she was named CEO of Glidewell, the world's most innovative dental laboratory. Her 2019 Guiding Leaders program was designed to empower women dentists throughout the U.S. in all facets of business and leadership and contributed to her 2020 Mentor Award from the Lucy Hobbs Project. A graduate of California Polytechnic State University, and postgraduate of San Jose State University, she remains committed above all to helping others realize their full potential. Fun fact about Stephanie, mom of two lovely kids and a fur baby, adrenaline junkie, paragliding, skydiving, snowboarding, and bungee jumping, and she enjoys baking. So I probably made some Valentine's Day cookies today, but Stephanie... It's so nice to have you with me today. It's wonderful to be here. It's funny listening to my bio. It's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it always is funny. It's like, that's me. Wow. I've known you for, you know, not that long, but I feel like I've known you forever. For some reason, I guess that's how women are, right? We connect and then we build this strong relationship. But just where you came from, up the ladder of Glidewell and then Jim Glidewell and everybody, he's like an icon in <laughs> dentistry, saw something in you. Yeah. and asked you to be the CEO and picked you and groomed you to be the yeah. CEO of the largest lab in the world. Gosh, were you surprised when that happened? I mean, did you know he was grooming you or tell me how that happened? Yes, it was a complete surprise. People think that there was this whole sort of program in place and that I was destined, but I was telling somebody the story the other day. I've been here 17 years. When I started here, the COO at the time found my resume on monster.com. Like, oh my gosh. That's, that's how long ago it was, right? Monster.com, he calls me. So I'm talking to him for a long time. He's looking for a head of HR, blah, blah, blah. I was living in DC, working at the World Bank. I talked to him for an hour. So at the end of the call, he says he's looking for a new leader to take you on their HR role. He really wants somebody with a strong leadership background. And so I said to him, I said, well, you know, I have some great connections in California. I grew up in California. I still have a lot of friends out there. I'm sure I can connect you with somebody. And he said, oh, I'm good. I think I already found my person. And I thought, that's weird. Why did I spend an hour talking to you? And he goes, so when can we meet? And I go, oh, me? I'm so confused. And I happened to be interviewing in Southern California in Orange County for two other jobs. So I said, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to be out there in two weeks for these other interviews. I can stop by. And, you know, I came into Glidewell 17 years ago. They had 1,100 employees. Jim Glidewell and the COO, Rob Grice at the time, knew that they wanted to go on a big growth trajectory. And so they knew that they wanted somebody who understood change management, leadership development, and strategic planning in order to get the organization to where they wanted to take it. 
So they wanted a different kind of HR person because it wasn't your like typical like mm. do your benefits HR person, right? As strong consulting background, process improvement, strategy, leadership development. And they that's what they were looking for. They didn't want somebody to tell them like, no, here's the rules and how you manage HR. They wanted somebody who would say, where do you want the organization to be? And I'll help you figure out how to get there from a people perspective. And so that's what I did. And when I came here, I thought, this is a nice place. The reason I came was because, you know, I was interviewing with other companies, but what Glidewell had that nobody else had was this sense of family. Even though they were 1,100 employees, you could like really sense that they were a family. And I know families can be dysfunctional and every organization has dysfunction. We do too. But it's still like they just loved each other and they had this sense that we're in this together. And they had such longevity even back then of employees and you just didn't see that. Mm. And so I thought, I'm going to take this offer at Glidewell and I'll be there for a few years and I'll punch out and do something different. 17 years later, I'm still here. But no, I wasn't expecting it. We had a COO at the time in 2022 and he left unexpectedly. And so I didn't know what Jim would do. Nobody ever expected him to appoint somebody as CEO because he has been the CEO of the organization since it started 53 years ago. Wow. So none of us expected it. So I was caught quite by surprise. (laughs) What a great vision that he had, though. And I just want to back up a bit. It's interesting what drove you to Glidewell. When you think about coming from the World Bank in D.C., right, and then to a lab company, a dental lab company, is not really sexy. I mean, it it sounds good, (laughs) but it's not like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be working for, like, I don't know, Lululemon or Vogue or I don't know what. But it was the culture that drove you to that. And that just goes to show who you are because that's so important to you. And then I read the article that you have, and I'm going to hold this up. So you guys, anybody that's looking at this on YouTube, and if you're listening, it was a summer due edition of summer 2023. The cover article is so yummy, so awesome. So much so that I hope that we get to see this on stage someday that she presents, (laughs) because I just love the points that you make, Stephanie. And it just says so much about taking the baton from Jim, what he built, and then carrying it forward And making it even better because that's what he hired you to do 17 years ago. And you've grown this company and you still have the longevity there of the people I've worked with. Mike Martinez, he is like a solid guy, you know, as far as when I I work with a lot of marketing people, but always calls me back, always responds. He's just, you've built a beautiful team. And, you know, a couple of years ago, you said, I'm going to do something for women in dentistry. You saw a little void there. Tell me a little bit about guiding leaders because that's so cool that you put that together for dentists. And why did you do that? That's actually you and I met four years ago when I put the program Mm -hmm. together. And for me, it's really been a passion project and it rejuvenates me in a different way. Work can be really stressful, but I always think like, how can you pay it forward in life? And this is one way that I can pay it forward and that Glidewell can pay it forward. So I created this program long before I was CEO But my background was from Pricewaterhouse and from the World Bank. And I came from industries where I saw a lot of women in leadership positions. And what I noticed in the dental industry in particular was that I didn't see a lot of females in leadership positions, Mm -hmm. specifically at the trade show, seeing women on the speaker circuit. And I didn't see a lot of women on the dental manufacturing side at my level and senior level positions. And so... What struck me is the number of women, female dentists graduating college, graduating from their Mm -hmm. dental school programs, but not seeing that same representation on the stage. And it's really interesting when I talk to dentists, 
they sometimes don't think about the fact that you are a CEO. If you own your practice, you're a CEO of your Mm -hmm. business. And what kind of business tools are you getting when you go through school to run a business, right? Exactly. Big fat zero, I think. A big fat zero. I get it. It's hard. You've got so much to cram in from technical perspective that there's not time for the business side. But where I saw people struggling was on the business side. Technically, they know how to be a dentist. They know how to cut a tooth. They know how to read an x-ray. They know how to take care of their patients. But where I was getting questions was HR types of questions or P&L types of questions or struggling with how to run a business. You have to manage people. And Mm -hmm. what I tell people is we're a 5,400 person organization today. And being a CEO of a 5,400 person organization is actually sometimes easier than being a CEO of 10 people. Because when you're a CEO of 10 people, You don't have a head of HR. You don't have a head of operations. You don't have a CFO. You don't have a CTO. You are all of those things. So many hats, right? So many hats. You have to be the employee relations specialist. You have to be the lawyer. You have to be, you know, all of those things. And so I saw this piece missing in the industry of business skills. And more specifically, I saw an opportunity for Glidewell to create some future female speakers. So I really wanted to find a way to elevate women, to get more women on the speaking circuit and give them an opportunity because I think it's important to have diversity on the stage. So it's not all the same people all the time. There's plenty of room for everybody to be successful and have time. And I think what it adds is not just diversity of face or tone of voice or male versus female, but it's diversity of perspective diversity Mm. of ideas, techniques. And I think it just adds something unique. And so I wanted to give back in some way. And I wanted to have a way for women to support one another. I think so often we're focused on, well, if one woman gets ahead, then the rest of us can't get ahead. And I wanted to create this sorority community type of group where they would come together, support one another, deal with their imposter syndrome safely in a room together and learn from one another and have this continually growing network. So we've now had three graduating classes. We have applications open for our fourth class that we'll bring on this year. And then last year, we had our first big symposium here at Glidewell, where all of the speakers on the stage were graduates of Guiding Leaders. So it's a really fun way to just create this new networking opportunity. Yeah. It's like a sisterhood too, because they have that common goal of they know what they're talking about. It's like anything. You almost have to be in the trenches of a dental office to understand the pain points that the leader, the CEO, they didn't sign up for that when they went to dental school. I think that's like a surprise at the end when they're graduating. They're like, oh, wait a minute, I got to do this now too, on right. top of everything else that has to be perfection. And I just, I love the idea that they can see that they're not alone yeah. and that they can share their woes and they'll be understood. And we just coined this new phrase and it's our new principle of do. The answer is always in the ladies' room. So, <laughs> you yeah. know, I think your classes are about, what, 25? 25. 25. 25. Women. You put 25 amazing women in the room 
you're going to find a good amount of answer to any problem that can arise yeah. and a good amount of people that can totally relate and have been there and done that through their experience, right? And that's the best way to learn, I think. Yeah, it's amazing. And the thing that I love about it, you know, every year we have people participating and I sit there and I look at their bio and their background. I'm like, why do you need my program? Like you are so advanced and so accomplished. You don't need this, but they do. There's a piece of it that they need, right? Whether it's the sisterhood or the connection or the, I need somebody to give me the opportunity to get up on stage and then I can run by myself. Like whatever it is, like everybody comes at it with a different perspective. But we have women who own 10 practices. We have women who own practices plus a completely separate business. We have women who are associates and want to own a practice. So it's just a great opportunity. And then we have a chat group and they can connect with each other. Just before this call, somebody posted a picture of a patient and was like, hey, what would you suggest? You know, I'm just looking for advice. Here's the two options I could go down and the ladies tap in and give their advice or their perspective, or this is what you could do. But they all see different cases that maybe you've never run across before, but somebody else has. And now you've just got this great network of women to tap into to say, hey, how might you take this case on? And also a network that you can trust. Yeah, because yes. some of these big forums are so big. No matter what you put out there, you're going to get the haters. And I, mean, I don't even engage in a lot of that. But yeah. I feel like it's so great to have a group of women that have been together, know each other, and then they go through this whole journey because it's a year-long process, right? I think, isn't it? It's eight months now. Eight it months. used to be, yeah, seven, eight months. But yeah, the first time was a year and we cut it down a little bit. But yeah, it's a long journey. But then the nice thing is then you get in like the larger alumni group and then now you've got access to 75 ladies instead of just your 25. That's so fun. That's when we had the new women at our retreat, we called them doobies. Have you named your new guiding leaders? You've got to get some, Ooh, have some I fun come with up that. With something. Yeah, come up with something. <laughs> it's all ages. So you're going to have young, yeah. some young women that are like so driven that they've already got four practices and they're like 30, right? But then you've yep. got other women that are that have this sage advice that have lived it. I always say it doesn't matter how old my mentees are because the younger they are, the more they're going to mentor me, it yeah. feels like. You know, it's just so funny. Yeah. The age has no bearing. I know that there's something that's really important to you is leadership roles for women in dentistry and, and any organization. What is the impact that you see that having female leadership Brings. I think studies have shown that by having women in leadership positions, it does change the dynamic and the decision making, right? So I do think that women just bring a different sort of spin on the decisions that might be made. And so by missing out on that voice, you're missing something critical, I think, in decisions. They tend to be more empathetic and compassionate in their thinking. So they'll tend to consider the impacts of a decision on how it'll impact the greater good or the bigger population. They also just, because a lot of women are mothers, mm -hmm. you come at decisions from a very different perspective. I think, you know, you come to it with that idea of every decision I make impacts somebody else around me. Whether you're a mom or not, I think women innately have some of those features mm -hmm. to them. But I do think that they bring something unique to the table that often gets left out. They do tend to listen longer. They do tend to listen to all pieces of input. And then they do a really good job of summarizing like what everybody's saying instead of it just being one voice in the room or the loudest voice. And so I just like it. I think when I've worked with women, the creativity that comes out of those groups is so astonishing to me. And it's not to say that men aren't creative. They are. So I like to have a team that's balanced. It's not all men, all women. I know my guiding leaders is all women. 
but that's purpose built. But in an organization, it's important, I think, to have not just men and women, but also different nationalities, diversities, diverse opinions, diverse backgrounds in those groups too, because you also want to make sure that whatever you're creating is going to be meaningful to everyone that you're going to touch, not just one gender, one nationality, one race. Well, that's your HR background too, because when you're in (laughs) HR and you've got all different age groups and diversities, and it's cool because I believe everybody's got a great story, right? And so in your background of HR, you have seen every walk of life have a great story and can have great ideas. It doesn't really matter in that regard. So I think it's lovely that you've been able to see that. And I know in your article, it spoke about others more than anything else. What is the greater good, Stephanie? So that is obviously in your heart. And then the other thing that struck me, seven years ago when I started Do, there were no women on the stage to speak of. I mean, the first meeting I went to after I started this was like there were three women on a stage of like, I would say it was like less than 10%. And the women's program was at 530 on the last day of the conference. That has changed in the last seven years. So the idea of having women in leadership roles is going to elevate all women coming out. And again, dentistry is being taken over in a sense. The CEOs in the practices are women taking that part over. And then you want to see yourself in leadership roles, right? If you get into a business, an organization, and you see no women at the top, you're not going to even see that that's possible unless you're like crazy driven or someone taps you and says, this gal can do it. And I love the fact that you're lifting all of them up and you saw the need there. And it's just, it's so neat to see these 75 become 100 to become 125. And then it's going to be like, get into Vegas, we'll take over Aria and and do the whole thing. I don't know if you find this, but the thing I'm struggling with now is, you know, I created this program on purpose for women, but I have a son and a daughter and I do get some hate mail about my program just being focused on women and that I'm taking opportunities away from men. And the truth of the matter is like, it really affects me. I really struggle with how do you create opportunities for one group of people who hasn't had the opportunities for so long without taking away opportunities for this other group. And so I've been struggling, Anne, with this idea of like, how do I create maybe another program that's for men and women, but really like this new generation coming out of school? Because it's not just women who need business skills, it's men too. And especially the younger students coming out of school, Mm -hmm. you know, they do need some of those skill sets because they focus so much of their CE on clinical and there is still that business aspect It's an interesting dichotomy that I'm struggling with is now how do I expand and create something even bigger that's for a broader audience? Because I do believe that just because you create opportunities for one group of people doesn't mean you're removing opportunities for somebody else. I so feel you because with the Do community, I started it because I was upset my friend was bullied in her review. It was just like, that's it. I'm going to highlight women in dentistry. They're amazing. I get that all the time. All the guys want to be dudes. And I'm like, you guys, you're a dude. So there you go. You got to get your little thing. A dude is a man that supports a woman in dentistry. First of all, Stephanie, it was desperately needed to have something for women to rise in leadership. Because as we looked around, there were no women in leadership. I mean, how many female CEOs at your level are there in dentistry? I mean, that's maybe on one hand. Honestly, yeah, that's very few. So that was needed. And I always say, you know, people say, oh, well, dentistry is run by old white guys. And I always say, I love old white guys. I'm married to one for 48 years. Yeah. He's amazing. <laughs> and I've got two exactly. great sons that I adore. Yeah. But I feel like there was a need there. And 
an entrepreneurial woman like you saw that need. But I love the idea because I think the younger generation is more meshed. Mm -hmm. You know, I really feel like they are. And I think that bringing them together at a certain point, like everyone says, we've got to do a do do (laughs) event, then it starts to blow your mind, right? How big could it possibly get? The haters on that, I think we need to turn around and say, hey, listen, just give us a chance here. We're just trying to do our thing. But I think that you're just getting started with this. This thing is beautiful and it is so needed. I remember working with Glidewell way back in the day when I started Dental Entrepreneur Magazine, the Business Beyond the Classroom, and Glidewell advertised with us. We went to all the dental schools. The idea of having Business 101 it's still a great idea. In dental yeah. school, they, like you said, they do not have time. So where do they go? I think that's so sweet. So often the women have been out on the outside and the tables get turned for one second and we got to find room for them to sit down on the bench with us. But I love that thought. You're going to figure that one out. That's really cool. Just give it back to him a little bit. But you know, is yeah. that what keeps you up at night? No, no. What keeps me up at night is not screwing up the company and like maintaining maintaining. I've got 5,400 mouths to feed. So, you know, plus their Ah. families. I would say that's what keeps me up at night is just making sure I don't make a really bad decision and ruin what Jim has spent 53 years building. Oh, (laughs) see again, women are harder on themselves, I think, than men. It brings me back to the fact that you were saying how we wear so many different hats, right? Well, men are so laser focused. And I mean, I doubt that Jim, maybe he thought that. He's super focused on our employees. Like that is probably the thing that he worries about the most. He tells a story one time about it was just him at his kitchen table running his dental lab. And then he said he hired somebody and he had a realization that, oh my God, I'm now responsible for this other person. Mm -hmm. So it's not just me anymore. If I fail, this person is out of a job and can't pay their rent or can't pay for food. And so there was that realization for him. And he and I both think very similarly along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one person and now 5,400. Wow. Again, another going back to your article, I loved how open you are, though. I don't think that's going to happen to you because you are open to other people's opinions. You ultimately, you make the final decision, but you don't make it alone, Stephanie. There's a lot of CEOs out there. They'll hear everything, but they still make their own decision regardless of what anybody says. You have that open arm for communication. You're an expert at that. You always have been. And to me, that's the best kind of CEO to run something like this. And I also know women, when a mistake happens, they rally around, they figure out how to fix it. And being in any company, especially if you look in the last, just the last three years, it's a roller coaster because who would have ever predicted all the things that have happened and you're worldwide, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I just, that's just, we were laughing about it. The other thing I was saying, sometimes I look out the window, I go, I didn't ask for this, but here you have this, right? The company and all those people yeah. are depending on you, but they feel confident in you. They, first of all, it's cool because they all knew you. Everybody knows you to start with. And it's lovely to have somebody that they know and trust. He was so right giving you this opportunity because it's like you're part of the family And that just makes a smooth transition. And again, you're a visionary just naturally. You know, your your strengths just line up for this. So it's really cool. I just, I love that you've got all those things. Tell me a little bit about the bungee jumping because my (laughs) executive assistant was at Victoria Falls, which is one of the seven wonders of the world. And she yeah. told me she was going to bungee jump. She decided not to because there was too much paperwork to sign. <laughs> so oh, apparently yeah. you just sell a lot of paperwork. You're not sure you're going to come back out of it. Is this a one-in-time thing? 
No, you know what? I, I'm a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. So I told my kids, like, I've always wanted to jump out of an airplane. And I took my kids to Europe this summer. We were in Interlaken and they have paragliders there. And I was like, you guys, come on. Like, we have to jump out of an airplane. And um, my son is 23. My daughter's 18 now. And I'm like, we can all do it now. And my son looked at me. He's like, that's a really stupid way to die, mom. <laughs> so like, really? And so I said, um, okay, I'll give up my skydiving if you guys will do this paragliding thing with me because all day there's just these paragliders jumping off the side of a mountain and then they land in this field right in the middle of the city in Interlaken and it's just so beautiful and they said oh yeah we'll do that if you'll give up your need to dive out of a plane I was like okay deal and so I was like on we're doing a hike I'm like on my phone like trying to get us in find a spot to paraglide and like I tell people was the closest I've come to like pure peace in my life, just so peaceful and so beautiful and so amazing. Just everything combined. I still do kind of want to jump out of an airplane. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But yeah, I love doing stupid things like bungee jumping or going really fast on a jet ski. I love skiing. I always wanted my kids to think I'm super cool. So at Christmas time, we went skiing and I've skied since I was young, but he's like, mom, come on, you got to try snowboarding because it's way cooler. And I'm like, he's right. It does look cooler. So I tried snowboarding at 54. I'm out there on a stupid snowboard. I'm like, just take pictures because I look cool. And then I whiffed it so bad. I hurt myself. And I was like, whatever. I tried it. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so cool though. You take chances. And you know what? You don't play small. You are in the big arena. And I will just tell you, you are super cool. You are just super cool. I just love it. So I, I'm not the adrenaline junkie that, that you are, but I will stand on the sidelines and watch and send me pictures. I want to see the pictures. Tell me what about guiding leaders. When is the cutoff for this? Because we want to make sure that everybody gets their applications in. Oh, yeah. So cutoff, I think, is March 15th. So it's soon. And then it actually kicks off in May. So we go through applications pretty quickly. This year, we're doing a little bit different. We are going to interview people. In the past, we haven't done interviews, but we're getting more and more applications and trying to find, make sure that we bring in the right cohort of ladies to do it. But it's so cool to watch their transformation from day one to graduation Mm. and just watch them bond. Like it just makes me giggle because they're so amazing. They come in and they do their first courses, Outward Mindset, and it's for two days and they just walk away eyes wide open and it just sets the tone. And then they do presentation skills for two days. Another month they come in, they get recorded. They have a class on practice management, negotiations, clinical photography, but really not clinical photography for their purposes, clinical photography in the way that an editor needs your clinical photography, right? So what do I need? What does a magazine need for your clinical photography? It can't be blurry. It needs to be this. So they do a full day of that. They do social media class. Every year we change it up a little bit. We add new content. We remove content, add something else. They also, the two things that I love about it is they get an executive coach as part of the program. So three months in, you get an executive coach and then you work with them for six additional months after that. So you get to work with your executive coach after you've graduated. Because when you're new in the program, you don't quite know what you want to do. Like, how do I want to use a coach? And you're getting all this new knowledge, right? Business knowledge. So we want to give them a chance to use the coach post-program. And then 
the thing I love that we started last year is you get a mentor from a previous cohort. So wow. now there's these mentoring groups as well. Did you put all this together yourself? Was this the curriculum that you decided yeah, it was when you put me. this together? I sat at home with, no, of course not. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, do you no. have to? Oh, no. no, no, no. I mean, I like to say I'm the idea lady, but I've got this amazing team who is able to speak Stephanie Goddard. Like they're able to translate my ideas oh, and great. they... I couldn't do what I do without Bobby and Erica and Jessica and Carol and Marjorie and Brittany and all of our coaches and all of our teachers. I could not do this. This is not a one-person show. Wow. And it's one thing to have an idea. It's something totally different. And to say, okay, Stephanie wants to put together a leadership program. What could it look like? You know, I've got this entire marketing team who can translate everything for me too and create this beautiful package for it and the imagery for it. Oh, I know. And I love the imagery. Oh, I just, it's you. just beautiful. Yeah. I just want to come just to be in the picture, honestly. It's just so <laughs> cool. Yeah. It takes a village. And if I were to sit here and tell you like, oh yeah, I did it all would do a massive disservice to the people who actually do it all. And I've been super lucky to have myself surrounded with brilliant team members who can put it all together. Cause I don't know how they do it. Like they bring me things and I'm like, that's fantastic. Like, where did you come up with that? Wow. You're stirring the soup. I will tell you that. I love the humility you have that you really can open up your arms and your heart and listen and take their ideas and then come together as a unit and as a team to deliver something that's going to make everybody that attends just loving themselves more and loving the profession more and really giving back because that's what this example has been set. So, I'm excited. I want to get some dues in there. Do they have to be full-time practicing dentists and do they have to own their own business? They can be associates. You were saying that too. So I just yeah, want to... they can be associates. The only rules is this. They have to be a practicing dentist currently mm -hmm. practicing. There's no rules around part-time, full-time, anything like that. You just have okay. to be practicing one day a week. And you have to have been practicing for five years. I don't want a brand newbie fresh out of school, but we do things like We've had some prosthodontists in there. And so their last year of working in clinics. So we've counted that time toward their five-year time. So you don't have to be in private practice for five years by any means. And we have all age ranges. We've had early 30s, late 20s, very late 20s, all the way up to mid 60s in the program. And we've got a really nice blend from all over the U.S. We pay for the cost of the program. So all of the executive coach is no cost. The program itself, all of the education is no cost, but they do have to pay for their travel to get here and they have to be here two days a month. So sometimes that can be cost prohibitive mm -hmm. for ladies from across the country. But we've had Georgia, D.C., Florida, Texas, Connecticut last year, New York. So they're coming from all over, which That's I love. That's so beautiful. That yeah. is absolutely phenomenal. And then just, yeah. So, I mean, I wish I was practicing dentist right now. That's all I can <laughs> tell you. That's super cool. So just, you know, if you're listening today, Stephanie, how do they get in touch with you? So to get in touch with me, yeah. it's stephanie.goddard at glidewell.com, but it's all E. So S-T-E-P-H-E-N-I-E dot Goddard, G-O-D-D-A-R-D at Glidewell.com. Or you can find out more about Guiding Leaders at guidingleaders.com. Everything's up on the website, how to apply, where all the events are. All of the dates are up there already. So if you don't know, that is one of the requirements you have to attend every single one. So wow. if you want to know what your schedule looks like, all of the dates are up there ready to go. You would know right now if you can attend or not. That is so awesome. I just say thank you for changing the world of dentistry, making it a better place. I can't thank wait you. to continue to follow your career thank and to see you. how you can grow Glidewell. I mean, as a parting, like what is 
Lightwell on the forefront here. What's what, Where is their vision going with the company or your yeah, vision I mean, for the company, I guess? The future is technology, right? So we're going to continue to build out new 3D printed technologies. We're working with some new volumetric printing, which is very different than the 3D printing that is out there today. New scanner technology, new design technology. We're going to continue to enhance our education offerings here at Glidewell. We have some new products that we'll be coming out with. I have a very cool tech product that I'm building into a sports guard that'll come out in the next couple of months. It's very cool. And if I can get one plug in, I forgot to say, I would love as many women to come to our Dentistry on the Rise symposium that's this September 19th through 21st, and they can go to glidewelldental.com to register for that. Space is limited, but it's two days. Again, all of our graduates of guiding leaders on stage for two days of amazing content. So all dental CE, clinical CE, but all the speakers are from guiding leaders. That's amazing. You're actually walking the walk. I love it. Thank you so much for this time. It's great to get to know you even better. I know that I will be seeing you. I won't see you at Chicago in winter. Yes, I'll see you next week. All right. Well, thank Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, Anne. Oh, it was my pleasure. We had fun. And if you're listening here, don't forget the most important thing is to keep doing you. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. And I'll see you the next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Just Do It podcast hosted by Anne Duffy. To learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story, or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W dot life. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.